Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. Testify, witness somehow. Today, I'm sharing with you guys chapter 14, the book that we are writing for our fasting and prayer. And I named this message Generational Blessing. A source of faith are the promises in the future. When God speaks to you that word, that promise, that up to happen thing, and you, you have this holy expectation, we call it hope. Hope is that seed of faith that is going to prepare us for amazing thinking store. But we should never ignore the works of God done in the past. He is faithful to accomplish all the future promises. But the place you recognize his faithfulness is in the past miracles. That was the source of blessings that Jacob, the character that we're going to take a look today. And because he looked in the past, he was able now to believe in future blessings. He was able not only to be a blessing, but to release a blessing over his grandchildren. Jacob was very old at the moment he would bless his family. He was close to his departure to heaven, so he calls all his sons for a final blessing. It comes the moment to bless his second to last son, Joseph, who Jacob had thought he was dead years ago. The Bible tells us that the other sons told Jacob that Joseph had been attacked by a wild animal. We know the story in Genesis chapter 37. And after about 30 years, Jacob was without his son until he found and learned that Joseph was not only alive, but now he was the prime minister of the superpower nation, Egypt. Joseph brought all the family into Egypt, and now his father, Jacob, with being 140 years old, was about to die and decided to bless his family. When Joseph came to receive his father's blessing, he brought his two sons with him, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Jacob saw the two boys, he asked, who were the boys? And this is the text we're going to take a look. Genesis chapter 48, verse 15. The God before whom my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, walked the God who has been my shepherd all my life, long to this day. Everybody says, all my life. The angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the boys. And in them let my name be carried in the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Now imagine the joy of Jacob. He thought that he had lost his son Joseph for years. And now at old age, he's not only able to see his son in this very successful position, but he's able to bless his grandchildren. There is no greater joy than that. And I wonder that some of us had lost the passion for our dreams. We think that maybe 
All our dreams had to die. We don't need to believe anymore because we had waited for so long. But I love to see the attitude of Jacob. He counted the blessings before him. When we see the favor of God lining up things, sings our forefathers, sees our grandparents. We have a heart of faith. Jacob, a man of faith, realized that since his grandfather Abraham, since his father Isaac, now God was working to release a blessing over him, and he was a channel as well to release this blessing over his grandchildren. The Lord wants to bless us enough that we'll become a blessing to all those around us. Our children and our children's children will be blessed. But maybe, again, we gave up on some of our dreams. Like Jacob, before finding Joseph, we don't believe anymore. So many years has passed, and now you, you quit believing there is any blessing to come. Some of you guys start to accept that maybe you're never going to find the right person to marry. Or never going to open that business that you always had the desire. It may be that you reached your limits. You have gone as far as you could, but the Bible reminds us that God is able to open an unexpected door for us. Things that we never imagined could happen at any time. God has prepared things for us that maybe you cannot understand. We just need keep believing. You may have not the best training. Maybe we don't, we're not the next in line. And somehow we don't know why, but God chose us to bless us. A blessing that is generational. God has favor for you that we, you don't need to expect. You experience things you don't deserve. And you say, but why am I receiving this? This is the very definition of grace. It's the unexpected, unmerited favor. We need the same faith of Jacob. With that faith, Jacob passed from the state of defeat to the position of blessing the next generation. Jacob's act of blessing his offspring was not something only in the hope of a best future. No, he did it as an act of faith. Let me prove that to you guys. Hebrews chapter 11 and what Hebrews chapter 11 is famous for. It is the chapter of faith. So everything you read in chapter 11 of Hebrews has to do with faith. Let me prove that to you guys. Verse 21. By faith. Everybody says by faith. By faith. So by faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his stamp. Now again, there is this. You have to recount. Take a look in your past. And realize that God was working since maybe your grandparents. I was doing this during the whole week preparing this message for you guys. I was looking back in the line of blessings that reached out to me. My grandmother was a Presbyterian uh, Christian woman. And before her, my grand-grandmother. And before her, grand-grand-grandmother was the first one. At least this is how the story came to me. And I remember my aunt evangelizing the, all the nephews, bringing us to Bible school, Sunday school. 
I actually sang in the choir of the Presbyterian Church when I was a child. And when my sister uh, got uh, revived, uh, she got baptized in the waters, all the family went to the service. In about two months later, all the siblings, me and my other two brothers, uh, my sister and my brother, we got baptized. And my mom, after about four months, were baptized as well. Now, this, this line of blessings did not start in me. It started from someone in the past. But when we look at back, we're going to see that God had this agenda, this, this eternal purpose in his heart. With God's blessing upon our lives, we can desire something and God will do even greater what we're expecting. He is an expert in exceeding expectations. He wants to create a new line of blessing through you and from you on. Amen. And you say, Pastor, but it's so much to believe. It's not me saying that. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do for far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Not your generation only. Not only the past generation only. But throughout all generations forever and ever. The blessings of God is a generational blessing. In the story of Jacob, he called the family. And surprisingly, he says to Joseph and to all the other sons that Ephraim and Manasseh would be considered his own son. Genesis 48 verse 5 says, And now your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt are my sons. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine as Reuben and Simeon are. Now the grandchildren will receive the same inheritance as all other children that was a very very odd way to bless no grandchildren could receive a blessing that was meant only for the children it seems that God wanted to speed up things in the lives of these boys they had to wait for their time they had to wait at least for Joseph get old enough to bless them but the Lord was at haste he wanted to bless them he wants to relieve the, his blessings upon Ephraim and Manasseh in Christ Jesus God also did not release just a portion just a piece of his blessing God could wait a little bit more on you so you could get old enough mature enough but this is what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 bless be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every, everybody says every, with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. But all the blessings, every blessing, could it not wait? Maybe this newborn baby that just come to the church to mature a little bit? No, no, no. God is at haste. He wants to speed up things in your life. Those boys receive an inheritance that they did not deserve. They did not perform anything at the time. The blessing had nothing to do with their deserving. And this is God's way to define grace. It is undeserved, 
out of time, favor come into your life. Some things would take years to happen in other people's life. A debt that has to be paid. A home that has to be paid. An addiction that has to be broken. A place, a business that has to be achieved. But God will do for you what he did for those boys. He will launch you years ahead. God will shorten the years for you. You will see things happening faster than you can imagine. And you're, gonna, you're not going to have explanation for that. We just need to believe. The miracle will come quickly because we had decided, me and my house will serve the Lord. Me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. So things will speed up. So and this is something that we have to have faith and apply faith. That's my goal today. My goal this morning is to stir your faith to believe that God can do what takes a lifetime, a fraction of time, just to bless you. The blessing will come before you are even prepared for it. Now pay attention. When we do, when we are blessed like that, when the favor of God reach out to us in this level, uh, we might see persecution, misunderstandings. Like Jacob, he made sure to clarify that Ephraim and Manasseh were equal like the firstborns, Reuben and Simeon. And probably, we don't know, but maybe those two sons, they felt jealous. They felt that sense of unfairness. Says, well, wait a minute, why these boys are receiving what we have the right to receive and maybe that misunderstanding produced some sort of strife mainly because if you guys remember in Genesis chapter 48 Jacob makes sure to clarify I know those boys were born in Egypt now maybe Joseph tried to teach Jehovah's way to the two boys but remember they were Egyptians so in somehow they had to submit to some sort of pagan ceremonies because they were just part of the culture of the Egyptians. Are you guys following what I'm saying? And, and God simply said, I don't care. Your past doesn't count. I want to bless you and nothing can change my heart. I want to favor you just because of my sovereign grace. Oh, pastor, but it's a matter of luck. Some people are luckier than others. We call it favor of God. It doesn't have nothing to do with luck. And it's hard because sometimes we don't have an explanation for these blessings. And people get envious, jealous toward you. And we try to explain. We try to belittle or say, no, no, it wasn't so expensive. Oh, I don't know how I paid. You know, I just got the best deal I could to buy this out. And now we are trying to convince people why we are so blessed. But honestly, we should not... Be worried of people that cannot accept the blessings in our lives. We should not be wasting our emotions and energy with people that cannot accept our success. If they leave us, it's because they are not part of our destiny. So we should not waste our time with people that don't celebrate the victories of the Lord in our lives. We should not apologize for the favor of God upon our lives. Some of us feel that we have to give explanations. We did not choose. We were chosen by God. And there is no explanation. And that makes the grace, grace. So please, also don't be the kind of person 
that stumble because others are being blessed around you. There are people, unfortunately, that are blind for the blessings they are receiving because they still comparing themselves with others. And while you have this amazing job, while you have the chance to put food on your table, you are cursing the very blessing that God gave it to you. You are, you are belittling, you are diminishing what God is blessing you. God wants to multiply the blessing upon your life. He wants to start a new generational line of blessings. Now, when we consider our past, sometimes we're going to find loopholes, stumbling. Talk with my mom about my grandmother. There was a moment that she got backslidden for a while. She entered into college, and uh, my mom uh, told me that somehow all the daughters got as well backslidden beside my aunt that stayed firm in the church. But even though God still holding his promises in this generational blessing, some brothers look back and find no reason why the Lord will bless them now. But this is the point. It doesn't matter. God in Christ Jesus decided to bless us with every single blessings in the spiritual realm. That blessing does not depend on anything of our past. The two boys were born in Egypt. They were Egyptians. And God surpassed their idolatry background. Even Joseph could not understand why these boys are receiving such blessing. So... You may think that you are disqualifying for God's blessing because you came from the wrong family. You came from this family that didn't worship God. But the blessing upon you show God's grace even more. You may have many reasons why you think you don't deserve the blessings. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 says, Long, long ago, God decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. You are not necessarily the son, the daughter of your parents. God himself adopted you. He called you and blessed you, not as a grandchild, not as a grandchildren, but as a child. So despite your past, your mistakes, and whatever your family did, the Lord adopted us. You don't need to fear any hereditary curse because God chose to bless you. He chose to bless you to start a new generation, a new blessing line generation. You are the one that will affect your offspring. Looking back to my family, I realized that my grandmother never thought on that. But now having my son leading his first life group. And having pastoral discussions with me every morning, uh, pretty much like when we have breakfast together. I wonder, did my grandmother realize that I will be a pastor one day? Uh, probably not. And, and that's the thing. Like we never know what God has in store for us. Like we read, it's surpassing what we can expect. As part of the ancient tradition... The eldest son will receive a double portion. And that son has to be on the right hand of the blesser. Joseph 
placed his firstborn, Manasseh, on the right hand of his father, Jacob, and Ephraim on his left. However, Jacob, on the moment of blessing, crossed his arms and placed his right hand on the second son, Ephraim, and his left hand on Manasseh. Joseph saw these and said, Dad, you are doing wrong. My firstborn is Manasseh. You have to bless him. Jacob said, I know what I'm doing. Manasseh will be great, but Ephraim will be greater. Those boys had no reason to receive different measures. The Bible doesn't explain. The Bible just said what happened. And I don't want to get into the theology uh, controversy here. But it's a fact that God and His sovereignty decided to bless you in Christ Jesus in an unexplainable way. Unexpected way. Ephraim was not the next in line. He was not qualified and did not deserve it. But God ignored all traditions and did something unexpected. God can take those behind in line. Those who do not have the position, those who feel left out and put them in front. God likes to choose people who others things are not qualifying. They are not deserving. You may have made many mistakes or not be so talented, but God loves to show his grace to this kind of person. Amen. Just to belittle and, and make People in the world wonder why. God is about to cross his arms and put you in a position you couldn't obtain. A position for which you were not qualified. For which you were not next in line. You were about to enter the unexpected favor. Unexpected promotion. Unexpected advances. And these will have no explanation. The only statement we're going to be able to say is, it is the grace of God. Amen. How in the world I could expect we'd be able to give $4,692 in offering? Like, never. I, I wasn't expecting that. So this is, this is God crossing his arms. We are not the largest church among our, our Vine family churches. I know we're not the most relevant and considered one, but God crossed his arms David's brother were older stronger more talented but God crossed his arms and favored the least he chose those that people disconsider I was the assembly the sibling that used to sing Brazilian country's music and tell dirty jokes Whenever the family will gather around. My aunt is here and she can testify this is true. Nobody expected that I would be a pastor leading a church. But his grace chose me. God crossed his arms. And maybe I'm just the first pastor in the family. Not the only one. Gideon said that his tribe was the smallest in Israel. His family the weakest, the most despised, no consideration for his family. Judges chapter 6, the Bible says, Go with the strength 
you have, Gideon, and rescue my people. The guy that had no strength, no background, no family recognition. There was no credit to make Gideon the liberer of Israel. But this just shows how God can cross his arms. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. For the sake of Christ, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, God crosses his arms. God releases his favor. Now, let me explain that because maybe you don't get the scene. Because Paul, he was definitely not the best person for what he came to be. He was a murderer, a persecutor of the church. But God crossed his arms and chose him to be the very apostle of grace. Like who could even imagine that? Nine years ago, I could barely speak English. But because God crossed his arms, now I'm releasing my fourth book written in English. I never wrote one single book in Portuguese. I never, uh, never wrote anything like uh, worthy to be read in Portuguese. And in our fasting, I'm going to release my fourth book in English. This is God crossing his arms. We don't know why. There is no explanation. We simply enjoy his grace upon us. Let's go to 2 Timothy, please. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. Keep going. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Why, Paul? Why you are who you are? Because of the mercy and grace. This saying is trustworthy. I'm not lying. I'm not just increasing the story. I'm saying the truth that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. This is the final words of Apostle Paul. Second Timothy is his final letter. This man of God got so great. He grew so much into God. And his realization was not that he was the best preacher, the greatest of all the apostles. He learned that as he grew into the knowledge of grace, he was the foremost of all sinners. I think why maybe I'm here, it may be because I'm the worst of all of you guys. That's maybe the only reason. God in his sovereignty and grace crossed his arms and chose us. Chose us here in the corner of Florida with this countryside of the nation where everybody is fighting out there in the metropolitan areas. We are here praising God and experience this revival. We can't explain. I talk with the pastors, friends of mine, that our church is being packed every week. That our life groups are thriving and growing. And they ask, what are you doing? I said, nothing. We're just trusting the grace of God. Let me invite you to stand up this morning. Because I want to challenge you this morning to believe in a God that is still crossing his arms. I want to 
you to have your faith stirred this morning. To believe that God can do for you what could take a lifetime to happen. I want to encourage you to believe that God is still acting out of His grace alone. That there is no explanation for the blessings that are reaching out to you. Yes, it might be coming from Abraham, Jacob, Isaac and Jacob. And now He's reaching out to you. But maybe you were just like Ephraim and Manasseh. You came from this Egyptian background. You didn't have Abraham. You didn't have Isaac in your lineage. You didn't have this line of blessings following up and reaching out to you. I was talking with my wife about her family lineage of blessings. Her generational blessing. All started with American missionaries going to the interior of Brazil. In this very remote country city in Goiás. And after evangelizing door to door, this missionary came to my wife's grandmother's house, teaching her a trade in order to sustain the family, in order to support the family. And because this American missionary blessed this poor woman, all the family got saved. My uncle on the side of my wife became the pastor and president of the largest uh, homeless shelter system in all Latin America. Uh, uh, Mission Life, which we support as well as one of our outreach missions, um, influences of thousands of people during these 38 years, more than 38 years. I'm 38 in my mind. I don't know why. 40 years. For 40 years already in all Latin America. And reach out to my wife because someone started this generational blessing. Again, maybe you don't have Abraham, Isaac in your line of blessings in your family. But you can be the starter, the beginner, the first seed that are going to determine a generational blessing. And I want to challenge maybe those that are watching us online, you that came to visit us, and you have wondered, why don't you experience more of these blessings? The Bible clearly says that Jacob, by faith, bless. Always started with this faith in the heart. With your eyes closed, I wanted the whole church help me out in this prayer. Because the only thing we need in order to start this generational blessing is to believe in our hearts. And I want to help you to do this right now. I want to give an opportunity to make Jesus the Savior, the Lord, the King, the Master of your family. I want to, you, with the faith in your heart, declare out loud that you believe that God chose you by His grace. There is no explanation. There is no reason why. But because you believe in your heart, God has everything He needs to start this generational blessing. With your eyes closed, if you can pray after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart. But I confess with my mouth. You are my Savior. I cannot save myself. But I trust your love. 
I believe in your grace. Today, I give the leadership of my family into your hands. Jesus Christ, be my Lord. I accept you in my heart. I pray in your powerful name. Father, I want to confirm this prayer. Wherever it goes, whoever repeats these words, Father, I pray that the seed of faith that you, God, yourself, sown, brought into the hearts of these people, God, can flourish, can start a new generational blessing, can start this, this lineage, this, this generation of blessed sons and daughters, from this moment on, God, I want to declare in Jesus' mighty name that all curses that is being followed up this family, adultery, divorce, broken marriages. Father, I want to declare all these inheritances of evil and darkness be broken right now. Oh God, and from this moment on, this person has a clean slate, a new beginning. Everything is new in Christ Jesus. But more than that, within the newness of life, you give every blessing in the spiritual places. Not some, not only a little portion of the blessings, but every single blessing.